I like to joke about the man box, which is like you can only be a man if you fulfill these certain qualities and you stay within this mm-hmm. this square of like you're in your man box and you're safe in the man box. And something about for some men about going near feminism is is a step out of the man box. The most important thing any white feminist can do is educate herself and listen and engage with the experiences of women of color without silencing them. Because sometimes as white ladies, we just have to shut the fuck up. I hate Katy Perry. I hate Natalie Portman. <laughs> Man Earth. My name is Lex Jurgen. As always, I'm flanked by Matt Ralston. Matt made a big statement recently cutting ties with the NRA. In turn, the NRA will no longer be sponsoring Matt's bi-weekly West Hollywood squirt gun fights in the park. <laughs> it never made much sense in the first place, as those were hardly guns squirting in the park. I guess the dudes are... Uh... Oh, you're saying... I get, I, oh, I get it. Yeah, dicks and cops. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The dues are uh, 70 bucks. How much? 70 a, bucks? A year. That's not much. Is that a lot? Are you saying that's a lot or a little? I don't know. I just I think you'd save that it, based on. Here's what I didn't know: based on all the people that are cutting ties with the NRA for discounts, you got a lot of fucking discounts with the NRA. I mean, you got discounts on airlines. It's like triple A. It's like triple A, but even better because you, Delta. Apparently, you got discounts on airfare with the NRA. Well, yeah. So I was curious about that. So um, Delta or any major airline, if you have like ten people going to the same place. Yeah, and and they don't live in the same city, they and, and it's not a wedding or or a funeral, yes, or a family reunion. By the way, which I don't know why they, but if you have a certain amount of people going to a certain place that are from different places, you can get the discount regardless. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't know that. How often does that really happen? Never. Yeah, not as often as being an NRA member. They have what, like five, four million members or something. Traveling? I just assumed it was free. Well, they, so the, so you got like hotel discounts, you got airline discounts. You, I mean, you would collect your seventy bucks back pretty fast. I assume you get the gun discount. Well, you buying, get those cool stickers. You get stickers. I'm assuming you get discounts at all the shooting ranges and all the other places. You probably get discounts at a lot of local bars in certain areas of the country. You probably get like, I'm assuming you get discounts when you purchase guns and, and weapon and ammo and stuff like at Walmart or whatever. They probably just give you the guns. Yeah, I know. They're, 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 they apparently FedEx. They're going after FedEx. Gives you a discount for NRA. Uh, was it was Amazon gives you a discount for NRA? A whole bunch of other places. I think that Amazon uses FedEx for a lot of their shipping. Is that what it was? But, and, but you got a FedEx discount for being the NRA? But couldn't you just say you're in the NRA? With, I don't get that with my temple. <laughs> I mean, how much does it cost to go to go on Fiverr.com and Photoshop one of those cars? I guess, but you could, I mean, I guess most people are into the NRA that pay for it. But seventy. What I'm saying is seventy bucks is nothing. You probably save a couple, at least a thousand bucks a year on discounts. 
It's pretty extensive. It's not like one of those bogus like cards where you get discounts. It's like the Players Club. Shouldn't it we be go called? to Vegas, but only the downtown hotel. <laughs> you got to play like, right. the nickel slots. <laughs> and this is a pretty good. It's a very powerful organization. Is it better than AAA? Because that always weirds me out. Like uh, the AAA discounts. Yeah, I'm like, hey, my uh, my car broke down on the highway. Actually, I mowed uh, four other people down. They're like, do you have AAA? I'm like, well, uh, I'm sorry. Why does that? Why is that relevant? Yes, you have to have AAA. <laughs> Because they're like the mafia of car repair shit, like auto accident stuff. They're probably calling them right outside our, our restaurant right now. Outside our restaurant right now. <laughs> uh, this week's Last Man Earth podcast is sponsored by Cable News Network Town Halls. Quick, name a problem that's been solved by a televised town hall. Cable News Town Halls, you're really just a dressed-up change.org petition. Uh, did you watch the CNN Town Hall on the guns stuff? No, I did not. Uh, they were playing like uh, wrestling music, WWE wrestling music. And like had it amped up, and like they had the NRA chick against the, like, the sheriff, the sheriff guy. American. It was literally they did that <laughs> during breaks. They had like inspirational music, and then they teed up. And the best thing about, uh, and I, I don't have really have a side in this gun issue. I don't give a shit about guns. I hate I, everyone. Yeah, I hate everyone. I do like the Bill of Rights. So I'm kind of pro Second Amendment in theory. Um, but the 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 girl they found, CNN found this girl, Emma Gonzalez who was a, uh, a student at the school. I guess she was in the room where they shot up. She wasn't shot, but she was like, they used to call her a survivor. She is a uh, lesbian, um, survi- lesbian, sub- oh, Hispanic, Latina lesbian. And they've yeah. turned her into the poster child for this, of this cause. She now has three million Instagram followers. Is she the bald one? Yes. Okay, I like her. I like her too, but they like, do you think they made a little demographic selection in picking her to be the, the spokesperson? Well, she's very fiery. In yeah, the, in they the, didn't want to go. Uh, the school is full of like hot blonde chicks. By the way, I don't know if you noticed. They decided not to. Go. So if you saw like all the you know the, the shit where they had the memorials, so it was just a lot of. It was Florida. It's a Florida high school in Broward County. There's mm-hmm. a lot of hot. Che- there's a lot of hot chicks there. Uh, but they went with like the shaved head lesbian Latina. <laughs> Clearly, as a, a means to say. Well, like, she's pretty. I mean, I wouldn't try. I, I don't know if she was gifted that. She seems to be pretty. Uh, she's angry. Outspoken. And, yeah, yeah. And, and pretty articulate. I think she was chosen for. I think she was chosen for a reason. I'm going deep. I mean, not that she's not qualified to speak, but she now has like several million followers on Instagram or social media. <laughs> just, just saying. Uh, she's not going away anytime soon. If you wish to contact the show, hit us up on Twitter at Last Man Podcast or on Facebook also at Last Man Podcast. <laughs> Sorry, Matt. I know you like bald Latino ladies. I didn't mean to, to turn you. How old that. is she? Uh, in high school. All right, no comment. It's in high school. Uh, all right. Speaking of females taking testosterone, Matt, uh, I think that's how you, that's your that's your origin story. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Mac, Bay, Mac. By the way, so you know when you change genders, I, I, this is a new thing because when you and I growing up, I I didn't know anybody changing genders when I was growing up. I knew a lot of kind of effeminate guys and I knew kind of butch girls, mm-hmm. but I didn't know anyone who was officially changing genders. As a child? We had, uh, I, I did know someone, uh, a crazy person, who ran for mayor. Uh, it was obviously a guy becoming a chick. I don't know what the ratio is in terms of the other way around, chicks becoming dudes. Well, that's the story we're about to talk about, so. But yeah, uh, um, is, I believe it is it's four to one or so. Okay, that sounds right. Anyway, this person ran for mayor and they were totally insane. Well, if you think about it, as a girl, as a, as a girl becoming a guy, it's probably easier to not go through extensive surgeries and things like that you can cover i think a girl can pose as a guy a lot easier than a guy can pose as a girl like a butch a butch chick yeah it doesn't take a lot to be if she unless she's short if she's like five seven or five eight 
it wouldn't take much for a butch chick to pass as a guy. That's true because fat guys kind of have tits. Yes, so. yes, and it doesn't. It's not hard to dress like a guy. They already dress like guys. They just wear the flannel. Shirt. I mean, honestly, Patton Oswalt and a fat chick, like, yeah, very please similar. tell me the difference. Very similar. But even like Bruce Jenner, for all his quarter million dollars of surgery, still kind of looks like a dude. For a lot, a lot, a lot of him still looks like a dude. So kind of. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> from like fifty feet away, he passes a woman. But close up, he's still, it's still hard to pass as a, as a chick. So. Yeah. Uh, so Mac Bag. So my point was, you get, when you transition, you get to pick your new fake name, right? So I think all the guys, the guys always pick like some romantic lady's name, like Carlotta, Lucianda, some, some, something they read like in a romance novel. Something that sounds very dramatic and romantic out of like French literature. Mm-hmm. And the chicks always pick like the butchest possible name, like Rock. <laughs> like, yeah. Steve. They're like, I'm going to get in knife fights like real men. It's like, (laughs) sorry, I don't think we actually do that. Like, they try and get real weird and be like the worst kind of possible guy. Well, so this chick, I don't know what her original name was, but she calls herself Mac. She went with Mac. Strong choice. Yeah. Strong choice. Yeah. Mac Bags. So uh, Mac Bags is a a, uh, girl in Texas, and she's been transitioning in high school into a man by way of test. She hasn't had any surgeries yet. I don't, what kind of, I guess you could get the penis surgery thing. Uh, but she's been taking a lot of uh, male testosterone to try and uh, bulk up her body size. And she also happens to wrestle. It, is, it has worked because she is, she is more jacked than, than a Blake Griffin. Or, yes. I, I mean, Although, I would say this, to be fair, she has to wrestle by weight. So if she puts on too much, if she puts on a lot of muscle, she's going to have to jump up weight categories, right? So she's still wrestling girls her own weight. So it's not like she's, uh, you know, like twice the actual physical size of the other I girls. think it was 137, if I remember. It was even la- I think she's only like 5'2". I think it was like 120 or something oh, like maybe that. I'm- but she is way more jacked than the other girls. But she's not like, in physical stature, she's not bigger than the other girls at all. In terms of height? In terms of or, height. Or weight? No, weight's the same. They go by weight. I guess she's just... I, wow, because how jacked she is, it yes. looks like she, well, she has no weighs fat. more than twice as much as them. Well, because when you take testosterone, you lose the girl body fat. Right. So I think she's actually just jacked. So she's lost her, she's her like Floyd, butt. When you see like Floyd Mayweather, like that. Like he weighs like 140, right? Or right, like right, that, Because right. he has zero, 0% body fat. So he's got room for like 30 pounds of body fat to add without even being fat. Well, whatever it is, all that weight is in her shoulders <laughs> yes. and biceps. Her scapulas are amazing. <laughs> like, like if I went to the gym and I started wearing the trainer, I'd ask for Mac Bag's shoulders. <laughs> so to be fair, so everyone knows now this girl won. She's won the state title three years in a row in high school. She's like 136 and two with her record. I think the two must have been gimmies what she gave up or quit. Because there's no way she could, she's like the Terminator. There's no way she could be defeated because she's pumped full of testosterone. To be fair to her again, she can't... She's Maybe she just started beating off like she got like a craving for a, like a, like a steak or something. Or, or, or pussy. Or, or, yeah, she's wrestling girls, dude. I mean, I mean yeah, like you, she couldn't have lost. Can you imagine being a 16 or 17-year-old boy wrestling girls? Admittedly, the girls aren't very attractive girls, but still, that seems like a little... You would get a little roused, I think, doing that kind of thing. I had no idea that girls wrestled, frankly. Uh, they do, but they only wrestle other girls. So Mac Banks wanted to wrestle. To be fair to her, I think she's very competitive and very legitimate as a wrestler. She wanted to, to compete against men because she considers herself a man. Right. So she wanted to wrestle against men where presumably she would have had a very mediocre record or at least would have been challenged. She might not even be on the team. She might eventually be, but she'd at least be challenged heavily. And she wanted to do that, but the state of Texas said, no, you've got to wrestle according to the gender you were born with. Yeah. Which to me also sounds fair, <laughs> because there's no other way you could actually have... You've talked about this before. If you're like a man who identifies as a woman and start playing women's sports, you would just kick ass and everything, right? 
Oh, I would have been the MVP of the WNBA. Yeah, e- I, I see you as a sixth man. Top six man. <laughs> top six woman in you the know, league. You know, let's actually be honest. I, I would have made the league. Yes. I wouldn't have been that So I, I think that Texas, is, as, archaic, as antiquated as Texas is, I believe that's actually the appropriate rule for high school sports. Because otherwise you open the floodgates to anyone wrestling in any gender they want to. And the whole thing gets fucked up. So Mac was stuck, Mac Beggs was stuck wrestling women where he, she becoming a he has dominated the whole class. And people started booing her. She won the third state title in a row. No one could compete, come close to competing with her. And everyone's saying, like, it's, it's transgender rights, which I think you and I basically fall in the same category of transgender rights. We're like, do whatever the fuck you want to do. I don't give a shit, right? Yeah. Basically. Except when you start, like, ruining leagues or sports or, like, entire categories of fun we used to have because we're no longer allowed to have that fun. Right. So it's, somewhere there's, like, a thousand other chick wrestlers in the state of Texas who are like, ah, oh, fuck, you just, ruined my, you just ruined my sport. Because, by the way, I'm not allowed to take testosterone. I would get kicked out, whereas you could just pump yourself full of the shit because you got a doctor's note. Yeah, I, w- I was thinking what would happen. And, there, I mean, there's crazy... Um, science that goes into this too and and she might not even know he or she so there's something called swire syndrome and this is where you're uh born with male chromosomes Hmm. uh, x and a y um but for some reason there's a mutation on the uh, y chromosome and so at 14 you turn into a dude essentially a chick turns into a dude. You you have the female sex organs intact and everything, but you, when you mature, even though you're scientifically a woman, you just turn into a man. This so, explains so, college female rugby. <laughs> That's where they're drawing from. No, that has to be pretty rare. That has to be pretty rare. Though. It's actually not that rare. Really? It's like one in two hundred thousand. But are those the same people that are what? Well, that's fairly rare. Well, yeah, that. Yeah, but if you think about how many people there are. So there's like a thousand women in the country that are, have that situation. Mm-hmm. But do you think those are the same women that are trying to become, that are taking testosterone and become more manly, or is it just completely random correlation? I don't know, but I, I, would, I think it would be a really interesting study. Like, what if all of these people are actually just have the same condition? I'm assuming all the women who dominate in women's contact sports are all more masculine than their typical female counterparts. I mean, you don't see women in like, field hockey or rugby or like even women playing hockey saw in hockey that are like you know traditionally feminine women <laughs> feminine women they're all very butchy yeah i mean muscular they, women. they could just for for whatever reason biologically just produce more testosterone than other women yes um, you see women at the gym and they're like lifting weights constantly and they never really developing muscle mass just never you could watch them for 10 years like just lifting weights and they just have slender arms Right. So there must be some women that actually develop, like, without, even without adding testosterone, that develop muscle mass. Like Serena Williams. Oh, wait a minute. She made up. She may be slightly artificial. Yeah, but, she may. That might have been a, a laboratory. But according experiment. to your little syndrome thing, there might be 1,000 women in this country who actually do develop muscle mass when they actually work out. Yeah. So that may be her. I don't know. My feeling on this thing is, like, with the, like, with the bathrooms and the other shit. So there's a teacher who recently got uh, fined for misgendering a student in class. Uh, he called her by the wrong pronouns or whatever. Or refused. I don't know if he refused to or just accidentally called. Where was her. this? It's somewhere in one of the U.S. schools somewhere in California, I think. Oh, okay. And uh, there's a fine. The teachers are being fined now if they misgender the student. And by the way, this is what the student prefers to be gendered as, whatever the fuck that means. Um, but so my feeling is, 
since my we, teacher would have smacked me in the fucking head. Yeah, my teacher would have smacked me in my newly fake vagina. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but the point is, like, I think you and I agree. Like, do whatever the fuck you want to do. But when you start like make being a huge imposition on other people, then it becomes a problem. Then that's where I draw the line. But in this, and I agree with you. But in this case, it's not really this person's fault because they could just, I don't know, do a waiver. Like they probably do all kinds of waivers. You mean for Mac bags? Mac bags. It's not her fault, but the the point is like if you're going to become if you're gonna be the one if you want to become a man at sixteen and you're a woman, that's a pretty big deal. And there's gonna be some consequences with that. There's gonna be some downsides to that. One is that you can no longer wrestle you can no longer wrestle. That's just because you ruined the sport. You now have ruined the sport for every other girl in the state. Well they could have a separate category. Where it's like you run uh, unopposed, <laughs> yeah, like gender, you know? gender neutral, like gender optional. <laughs> this is Texas, dude. I bet in California they would do that. In New York they would do that. But it just doesn't make sense. So the minute you ruin things for other people, that's where I draw the line. Unless it's like a real, you have a real disability or something, your immutable characteristic you can't stop, and that, you know that's not your fault. But if you're actually deciding to become a woman, a woman deciding to become a man and taking testosterone, you just can't do sports anymore. Yeah, I agree because. Uh, Especially when it's something that can actually harm the other person, uh, like Fallon Fox, for example. It's a very similar situation, an MMA fighter who was a dude who was calling himself a woman (laughs) and just beating the ever-loving shit out of uh, normal women. Yeah, well, you can't have... We we talked about before the show, you can't... if If a guy, like a war vet who lost his arm being a hero... It got a robotic arm, prosthesis arm that was robotic and twice as strong as any human being. You couldn't let that guy box and just beat the crap out of every other boxer for the next 10 years just because he had this situation. It wasn't his own fault, but now he's got a bionic arm. You can't just let him compete with a bionic arm. That would ruin the entire sport of boxing. Well, yeah, and, and you couldn't, I mean, with hormone regulation, like, okay, so scientifically, this person has to take this, you know, what they, what they said in the article I read, a small dosage yes. of testosterone. Uh, which is obviously bullshit. That's uh, a, a very hefty dosage, obviously, if you've seen the photos. Um, but you couldn't be a dude in, in the NFL. So say, like, uh, I have this pituitary disorder, and I, my body produces zero testosterone, so I have to medically nece- necessitate. Yes. A, but if that dude became 800 pounds right. and, and uh, recorded you know, 17 sacks per game, Right. Someone would step in and say, "This is like not they let right. like, b- baseball now lets players take Adderall if they have a doctor's prescription, and Adderall is a stimulant. And this used to be any stimulant would get kicked out of baseball. They made an exception for people in Adderall that had ADD or whatever to like. But again, yeah, if all the top home run hitters were taking Adderall and all suddenly had doctor's notes for Adderall, I think they would take a second look. They would take a second look at it. Usually, it's some scrub, like some backup <laughs> pitcher who doesn't affect the game at all, and they're like, "Okay, he has legitimate like." Dude can't focus without this Adderall, and he's just an okay pitcher, so just let him do it. But if, like, the top 10 home run hitters were all shoving Adderall down their throat, they would take a second look at Adderall. I don't get why they care. Because it's a stimulant, and they're not supposed to take stimulants. Well, they give, they give them to the like fighter pilots. Right? It's an amphetamine, yeah, it's a stimulant. You're not, you're not allowed to take amphetamines when you're playing the game. Dude's baseball, don't go with it. <laughs> all right, Matt, I got a question for you. Uh, we recently, uh, you and I, looked at uh, the country of Udoha <laughs> in, Af- in Africa. Yeah. Uh, a female, a female only, although male children, female only uh, enclave in the heart of beautiful Africa. Well, I don't know what other country only is populated by like thirteen people. Uh, 
No, to be fair, I think there were 40 or 50 people. But uh, Udoha is, an, is a female-only sanctuary country within a country for women who've been abused by their, tri- by their male tribesmen, uh, presumably husbands or mates. And so by the, and by so the way, all of them? Yeah, and by the way, I'm assuming they all get treated like shit. Like, this isn't like the fucking Time's Up shit in Hollywood. No, this is real shit. Yeah, these are women who are like beaten with an injury. They've, they've had their uh, you know genitals mutilated. Genitals mutilated. Their husbands have the right to beat the crap out of them as much as they want. I don't think they're even Muslim. It's just a native tribe of Africa. And then they bring in the jackal. <laughs> yeah, to give mates. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, on Facebook, there's this video going around. that has now some millions of uh, positive reviews about it because it's a female-only sanctuary. And we're away from abusive men. But Matt, why don't you tell people why you would not want to live in Udo- Udoha? Why you don't give a shit the women have, have banned you from Udoha? <laughs> oh, I didn't know that I wasn't allowed to go, actually. Although, no men allowed. And, uh, you, can't, you cannot, even if you wanted to, you can't go because of the thorny bushes. They're protected by thorny dude, bushes. I bet if I was like, if I texted one of, of the chicks, like I'd be able to hang out for a little bit. To be like the Eddie Murphy at uh, Raw, like just like. Taking the chick off the zebra out of Africa. Yeah. To Beverly, to Beverly Hills. I'd be like, dude, I'll cook some lentils. Come on. We can. Uh, I, I don't think it's a real thing, really. Um, it looks like a, a battered women's shelter with no buildings. Right. I mean, look, if you want to stand around in a field, uh, or, or more likely, it looked like a, a sandy lot, basically. Which is all of Central Africa. <laughs> um, that's cool, but I, I'm almost certain that they're just. Uh, within walking distance from where they actually live and are probably still being abused to yes. some degree. Yes. So <clears throat> it, was more like, it was more like a recess playground thing. Remember from grade school when you like cordon off an area and tell like the girls they couldn't enter that that area, little area <laughs> that was your clubhouse area. Yeah. Behind the monkey bars, no one could no one could go behind the monkey bars. It's building a fort out of couch yes. cushions. Yes. I don't know if you ever tried to run away from home and got you know about a football field away and started crying. <laughs> <laughs> It's that. Um, it's it's not a, a country, obviously. By the way, I, di- I didn't see any infrastructure. Uh, I, I didn't see any, any indication that this was actually a self-sufficient. Well, they make um, bead necklaces. They make bead necklaces, and they are very. Well, that can only take you so far. Whenever they want to show you how everyone's okay in, in Africa, I've noticed this, and it seems this seems to be the ultimate bit of stereotyping. They always show the women dancing. Like oh yeah, dances in like very brightly colored gowns. Well, maybe you know more about this than I do. You showed it to me, and I thought it was stupid, but that's all I know about it. They just showed uh, ten black women dancing. That's all. Oh, I know. So it's it, only women are allowed. They're behind the thorny bushes. They're surrounded by thorny bushes that protect them. Because rapists, you know, <laughs> they can't. Uh, they can't get by. Get it's like Brer Rabbit. They can't get by the thorny bushes, so that's where they hide. Mm-hmm. So the idea is that the women, it's a women-only commune, basically. The, ba- the kids are allowed to live there, but the male children have to leave by the time they're adults or they grow up. Did they get this idea from fucking Wonder Woman? <laughs> I don't know, maybe. It's the exact same premise. Except they're on a shitty piece of, d- of dry outcrop making bead necklaces and living like in dirt, hu- dirt huts. Yeah, where you, you're going to die from sun exposure. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't really die from sun exposure, but they're going to die from lack of food, I think. They or, sell or necklaces. Water, or... It basically is like a hippie commune outside San Francisco. Except those people always have money for weed. These people like have no money. I don't know. The well, problem- are they growing crops? Because communes, I mean, they usually fucked it up. But I think that was their their deal was, was that like, they would grow a, crops. This is an arid Kenya, so I'm assuming they're living off like yeah. The land did not look fertile. I'm assuming they're living off like United Nations cornmeal and <laughs> beads and beads. Here's the thing: when you live in, uh, despite what the uh, Black Panther taught us. 
there is no actual Wakanda behind all the crap. <laughs> it's all the, the, the arid, barren, moon-like landscape of Africa. There's just more shit. Yeah. So, like, no one gives a shit if you move half a mile away and set up your own commune. There's no, like, land rights there because nobody wants the, nobody wants the land. So you can just move away from where all the other people are living half a mile away and say, I have my own country. Yeah. And no one fucking gives a shit. That's so, why when you look shit up, it says no data. Yes. So, like, we don't know or care what the fuck. I feel like after Black Panther, people... By the way, in Black Panther, the whole premise, you saw the movie, was that Wakanda, so it would blend into the rest of Africa, had to look really shitty. Like, <laughs> that, was their, that was their cover. Their camouflage was like, we need to look like a starving, arid, Central African nation to cover for the fact that we have this amazing thing in hologram disguise. There like, are so many problems with that. By the way... Why don't you guys go ahead and share that wealth with the rest of the continent? Yeah, of Africa. It seems like really selfish and fucked up on your part. Um, well, I was like, I was thinking like how the rest of Africa feels like. So you guys had all this shit and all this stuff, but to hide yourself, you made yourself look shitty like we did. It's uh, what do you call it when the rich girls go downtown and to try and look sl- and slum it up a little bit? Fucking uh, yeah, what's uh, common people? Right? That's what it looked like. Yeah, like they're like okay, smoke well, some fags and play some pool. Yeah, nobody likes a tourist. So they put some dead cows and they put some like people with like what's that Kwanzaa Kwanzaa shore or something like disease where the kids got swollen bellies out front to yeah. like disguise themselves. The rest of Africa is like thanks. That's what you think of us. That's your, that's your disguise. But yeah, uh, by the way, in the movie when they decided to help the world, they went to Oakland. So. Like Dude, the fact that the, their spaceship was a boombox, yeah. I found so <laughs> incredibly patronizing. I, I did think it was one of the cooler parts of the movie, but like uh, that movie fucking sucks, man. It was a really, it was a, not a actually good movie. So I did like the, I like the hand to hand combat stuff because I love that stuff. But to than- your to your point also, which I hadn't thought of, um, if they're this incredibly evolved like egalitarian society, why is their method of government not like? We'll fill out a ballot. Yeah, voting. But uh, well, we have to. Someone's going to die. Yeah, we have a knife fight. Decide who should be president. It's like, yeah, it's it, it bothered really me a lot. Highly evolved. That bothered me a ton until I thought about like Trump and Clinton in a knife fight, and then I realized that'd be the most amazing thing ever. Like that would have been so much better than an election. Just give them each a weapon. <laughs> let them, let them who would you take in terms of like plausible, realistic chance to get elected candidates in a knife fight? I'm thinking Mitt Romney. Oh, you mean a legitimate one of other other contenders? Well, I'm saying we're assuming that the you know the ultimate warrior can't run for president. Oh, I thought I mean, Trump versus Clinton. I would have gone with Clinton because I think she's. I think Trump would have a heart attack after like five seconds. Although Clinton would have yeah. passed out too. They could have just both had like died from their own self inflicted. Well, I think wounds. when Trump like takes his shirt off, like I think a lot of this is being like held in <laughs> by like he wears like a man girdle. Yeah, yeah, basically. So I think it it all like. What I'm saying is you can make con- – so if he pivots, yes. his gunt is going to go flying you know, out with, with the – I don't see him being a very good – I don't see him being a very good fighter. I don't see Clinton, obviously, as a, as a short, fat woman being a good fighter either. But I think she's sinister enough that she would have someone like placed somewhere in the distance with like a blow dart gun. Yeah. Who would like blow, secretly blow darts into the back of Trump's neck. I feel like the, she would start biting too, and yes. potentially like some fangs would sprout <laughs> she, out of her. She seems like a biter. <laughs> that did bother me. So, uh, Umoja, you're not going to move there to the ladies uh, only. So, the, the point is the reason it got traction on Facebook and, and, vi- and social was because, oh, look, ladies, ladies, you don't need to put up with this abuse. You can just build your own self sufficient nation, which is sort of the dream of women. I think a lot of women that I don't want a man in my life. But in a more realistic setting, say in Hollywood, 
women are basically just living their lives without men. They're just, you know, they're... they're yes, yeah, this is a glorified softball team, basically. <laughs> yes. So, I mean, women are just shopping for babies now. They're building families without men. They're raising kids without men. Uh, so I think this is like... I could see how, like, American women buy into this sort of crap that, like, women should just live by themselves, and, they, and that would be their key to happiness. But I'm also assuming those women all be dead by the end of the year in Africa. Like, if you're Halle Berry, it works. But if you're like some chick, like with zero dollars and zero corn, and your wheat, grain, wheat bin's all empty, and you're in Africa on the on the plains, I think you die, don't you? Yes, I do, and and I think so. I don't know even that much about the um, about the story Emoja, but um, it's Udoha. If this was, oh, sorry. I'm sure it means something important. If this was America, I can guarantee you what would be happening. These chicks would be doing this, posting all about it on Instagram, and then a dude would like drop off takeout. And, and, they, <laughs> right. and they wouldn't uh, acknowledge that. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Sad as it is, because men should not be beating women and, and, and mutilating them and all the shit that men, their tribesmen have been doing to them for thousands of years. But do you really think for thousands of years women didn't get this idea beforehand? Like, it only came in 2018 they got the idea for this. So they couldn't do this. I mean, if women could have, if they could have been away from these abusive men, they would have been away from the abusive men. Yeah. If they were able to take care of themselves, they would have left the men a long time ago. So, I mean, it's something you said for religion and tribalism that keeps the shit together for a long time. But I think they would have left a long time ago if they could have. I don't think anyone's buying the bead necklaces. I think, like, you know, uh, Charlize Theron is probably buying a thousand bead necklaces to support this place. Yeah. But ultimately, there's going to be, like, one stampede, and they're all, they're all going to be taken out. It's all going to be taken out. Sorry. Sorry, Doha. We're not coming anytime soon. Matt, let me ask you, Funny or Die, do you like Funny or Die? Yeah, I think that's good stuff. I feel like Funny or Die started off with the best video they ever had. The Pearl, the uh, the landlord video with Pearl. You remember the drunk? Pearl? Yeah, her name was Pearl. Uh, the, oh, the... The, the little the little four-year-old who was swearing at Will Ferrell oh, about the rent money. Beautiful. What is it, Brian? What? Yeah, it's the, the landlord, it was called. Um, Will Ferrell is like, he's, playing like he's scraping by to make rent. He's laid on his rent. Oh, yeah. The toddler comes up and swears at him and asks for rent money. It was very funny. I mean, that was like edgy. It was funny. It's seen a four-year-old swearing and like, I think she had a bottle of liquor in her hand and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, it was, very it, funny. was it was funny. And that was like, to me, that premise that you could now, that comedians were not going to have their own channel was hilarious because they're going to do edgy shit you couldn't and it was on the internet so there's zero censorship they could do they owned it they could do whatever the fuck they wanted oh i didn't okay i didn't even know that that was the premise so so die meaning if you don't like it die it fuck died. you no it was uh you got, people got to vote on it and so the audience voted on what was popular oh. this is 2007 by the way so if a video people could submit videos but it, it was all audience reviews so if the audience liked it it went, went to the top they didn't like it went to the bottom. So the premise was anyone could do some sh- funny shit. I had two videos on there. No, one, one was funny and the other one was that die. I don't, yeah. But, but it was actually a comedy. It was supposed to be a comedy proving ground, right? So it's like an open mic night, essentially. Okay. And you, can win, you win or lose based on the quality of your, of your work. But then at some point it became, every, like everything else in Hollywood, became politicized to the point that they were now doing social messaging videos. They were doing positive, you know, following the hashtags on Twitter to come out with like, you know things that were like very politically correct. And so like people that. weren't necessarily when they clicked the funny. It wasn't. I I was laughing out loud, but more I agree with your message. Yeah, especially the ones that were put together by the by World World Ferrell's team and the team that took over the people that have access to the A list celebrities that were on it. So like you always had A list celebrities taking part in their videos because they wanted to be considered edgy and cool and stuff too. Uh, so you'd always have you know 
you know, all the Deuce Motion 11 crowd, they were all in, they were all in there doing videos. Right. And those are the ones who get 95% of the views on the site um, because they could tweet that they had done a video and stuff like that. And they became very, like, topical, socially relevant, politically relevant, bent-type stuff. And therefore, by definition, less, less <laughs> immediately less funny, but popular, right? I mean, just, just by virtue of having a soapbox and... and Having a, 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 a um, yeah, an having, opinion, it became less funny just by nature, right? Yeah, you don't want to see Will Ferrell do like a politically correct thing, a take on like you know whatever whatever the topic of the day is. So on how there's no black people working in Hollywood or whatever else it was last year, or the year before, something else, whatever the topical issues they're trying to cover, but they're not covering it from a comedian standpoint. They're covering it from a, like let's take the proper position standpoint and signal the message in our video first and foremost, and then if it's funny. But now you just watched one. The Me Too, whatever the fuck it was called, like uh, the, girl, the yeah. female actresses were doing. Uh, the Me Too, guess who? Me Too, guess called, who? Uh, guess Me Too, guess who? Right, yeah. which is like their their joke about like guess who the next, guess who the current or next sexual harassers are women in Hollywood going to be, and the ladies are playing it like it's a board game for kids. Right, which I guess the premise is kind of funny, could be kind of funny if it was done really dark. Like if, if it was actually kids playing the game, it might be funnier, as opposed to like adults self-sufficient actresses playing the game i don't know I, I don't think the premise is that good because it well i don't know the insinuation is so the people that wrote this are going out on auditions and most likely have had if anything like a minor like hey your tits look hot I'm like oh fuck that's got to be rough right um did you see the women in the video yeah, they're not getting a lot, getting a lot of that. But I, I get the point. I, I have never disagreed with the fact that women get fucking groped and propositioned and have to see Harvey Weinstein, Harvey Weinstein offering, at least offering them showers, shit like that. That happens all the time. There's no doubt about that. That's not made up. No. The question is how, A, how, how much suffering that is, and, and, and B, like, are you able to stop it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is but it, is but it really, I mean, with the guess who, so, so it's like, they had a board, which I think was essentially directors and very, you know, inside people that they yes. deal with. So uh, just on, on the face of this, no one that doesn't live in L.A. could give a flying fuck about this whatsoever. Now, that's what, which is why I think these are meant to signal to people in Hollywood that we're just on board with you. Right. We're on board with you ladies. This is our ladies support video. And they do a bunch of these, by the way, where they're all, tar- you know, they're all targeting the proper social message of the day. So Me Too, Time's Up, all this other shit. They actually called it Me Too. Um, but here's my question. And then you see late night comedians obviously doing all this stuff. And it's not just anti-Trump stuff, but it's, which just seems to be fair game. Although you and I talked about it, it's not the best form of source of comedy. Um, but they're actually doing political messaging in, in all their stuff. And not in the way that like Lenny Bruce did political messaging, which is a very common man, subversive way. No, this is very raw, raw. This is very raw, raw on the nose. I am taking the current topic of the day and telling you how awesome it is and why people who are against it are stupid. Yeah. Hasn't it, like, when did comedy become, like, the safest possible cultural position? When did it become, like, wasn't it supposed to be the exact opposite? Weren't you supposed to, like, look at, like, the minority point of view, like, the dangerous point of view, and take that point of view as a comedian and say, you know, fuck you. I mean, I mean, just you know, think about, like, Chris Rock or when they started out, like, taking dangerous positions. Well, that's why I think these, like, sort of neo-left, um, you know, entitled Twitter chicks... Uh, are actually having a pretty strong effect because uh, I don't know if you noticed, but Chris Rock had a new uh, Netflix special. And Chris Rock is probably, arguably, the most famous comedian in America. 
And that shit got buried because I yes. watched it and it was funny. Chris Rock is funny. And he did some material that could be considered misogynist. Yes. Like every other black comedian ever. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but it was good. But like, I feel like in years past, Chris Rock hasn't, I mean, there's commercials, billboard. I think that they paid him. Uh, Netflix can't exert any creative control over the content. And then they watched it and were like, oh, fuck. So just bury it. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I think that in that, that they are succeeding in sort of silencing speech because, I mean, that's Chris Rock, but, you know, some some other guy who's less known, they're not going to allow him to no. or take he's a stance that's Or he's going to modify his material ahead of time, which is what, the, what my favorite part of the Chappelle special, last Chappelle special. Was when, you know, normally he's going to pick on white people. He always picks on white people. He's going to pick on white people. That's part of his shtick. Yeah. But he actually went after Asians, which nobody goes after. <laughs> he just ripped on Asians. And, was, and actually, his, his wife is Asian. Yeah, she's was, Filipino. Uh, but he, like, he actually ripped on Asians, like for a whole five-minute thing on Asians. I'm like, have you never heard someone rip on Asians before? Because it just doesn't even make... It's just something... It was just, like, he's like... Like, it's not even funny for me to make fun of white people anymore. I'm just going to make fun of Asians to be politically incorrect about Asians <laughs> because i got to raise the stakes a little bit well, here. Well, the Asians don't bother anyone, though. I mean, No, they don't, and they probably don't care, but it's just like that's the first time I've ever seen like, a comedian go after Asians before. <laughs> it's just like, because I know what he's thinking, which is like, I could go after white people, but that's old. Now I'm just, I need to get a kick out of this. I can go after Asians because no one does that anymore. Doug Stanhope did that with Jews. Yes. He said, uh, you know, someone, someone said to me, how come you never uh, talk shit about Jews? Yeah. And he's like, well, <laughs> so I'll, I'll do 20 minutes on Jews. And you, yeah. I thought it was pretty funny. Well, there's, so there's, I mean, when you're Chappelle or Rock, doesn't matter. You're still going to get paid. You're still going to work. But these late night comedians are, late night comedians and Funny or Die, they're living for clicks. They need clicks or they need eyeballs late night. So they have now just, pan, they're just pandering. Their comedy is just pandering now. Um, it's just the same as, it might as well be Ellen, the Ellen show. But it's like, you know, you don't expect the adult male comedians going like politically soft on their conscience and even though they are all liberal leaning of course it just used to it feels like comedians always used to take you know the, the thing i always remember about comedy which is like you take the minority point of view you, this is not funny to be in the majority it's not funny to take the point of view of the consensus right there's just no there's just no way to like, provide i mean you're supposed to be providing like the counterculture message you know, you're supposed to be taking a risk. And it's not a risk to say, oh, women are so abused in Hollywood. I bet the guy, that guy out there is fat and abusing women. Ha, 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 ha. Like, yeah, it's, I don't, I don't know. It, it's such a bizarre, I mean, we're, we're just living in like some fucking simulated computer game that went totally wrong. I mean, Trump is the president. Yes, that's true. Uh, so like, I don't know. I, I can't come out and be like, uh, you know, Donald Trump's a real fucking nasty piece of shit, right? It's not funny. No. It, it, it was funny for the very first person who said it ever. <laughs> three years, three and a half years ago, and now it's not funny anymore. But it's, Colbert is still doing it, so yes. it's like, and, and not to mention, I mean, every other, everyone else, but I don't it, know. It draw, it, what, they, what they've learned is if they draw a certain audience, there's a certain number of people they can get every single night if they do that. Right, so it's just like some. It's like to me, it's like a, a journey during their greatest hits at a wherever it's going to be their venue. Mm-hmm. They will always get eighteen hundred people to come out to, to watch them do loving, touching, squeezing. No matter what, if they, as long as they do their hits, they only play their hits. I would say a slightly better analogy would be, uh, yeah, like like a country um, like a country music concert, like a, a Toby Keith. Yes. So the audience knows, okay, this song's about uh, alcoholic trailer, yes, incest. 
and the, and that's what they show up for. Yeah, but they're showing up to hear Colbert rip on Trump. That's what they're showing up for. They're no longer showing up for fresh comedy. They're showing up for to hear him mock Trump, which is fine. But it's like everyone's doing it. It's not really edgy. Any, it's not really edgy since seventy-five percent of the country doesn't like the guy. I just feel bad for everyone involved. I mean, except for Trump. But I mean, so what is Colbert supposed to do? Like someone, we can't just be like, okay, no one acknowledge this guy, and then he just tries to abuse his power even more because it's under the radar. Oh no, like, I think someone's got to fucking always talk fun about of, it. Yeah, they've all, SNL. Always, they've always made fun of the president. They've always made even they, when Clinton was in president, they made fun of Clinton. They didn't really actually make fun of Obama. Because, A, I think he's really boring. There was almost nothing to make fun of him about. There's literally, literally, the dude had, like, nothing to make fun of him about. He was the most boring guy president ever. Yeah, what could you make fun of? I, you know, they, his, they made fun of his speech cadence and stuff sometimes. You know, the way he takes long pauses. Uh, it says, ah, <laughs> uh, a lot. But there was really nothing about his personal life or, his, you know, whatever it was that they could make fun of. Uh, or his lack of intelligence or things like that. With Clinton, obviously, it was that he was fat eating cheeseburgers and chasing girls around, whatever else it was. So that was that. But it's just, you know, in terms of the Me Too stuff or the Time's Up stuff, it just, comedians jumping on the bandwagon of, like, it's something that 99% of their bubble <laughs> agrees with. Can you actually create comedy out of that or not? I mean, I don't think it's just, I mean, it's just cheap. I mean, jazz. some of it is, to me, it doesn't necessarily pass as comedy. It's like, uh, it's like therapy almost. It's yes. like, I, I want to, like, share my, my thoughts on this. Yeah, it's like know? when Chelsea Handler says something, Ribald about Ivanka Trunk, Trump. It's like okay, I get people guess like a little. She says uh, Trump, you know, some sleazy, slutty thing about Ivanka Trump, and I guess people like that get a little thrill out of it, like a therapeutic thrill, like you said. Yeah. Like we're taking the president down a notch by calling his daughter a slut or whatever. But it's, that's not really comedy. I agree. I, I know you just misspoke, but it gave me a really good idea that uh, <laughs> there should be a porn star called. And if there's not already, someone get on this. Ivanka Trunk, <laughs> right? I assume I would assume based on the Sarah Palin shit, there's got to be Ivanka Trump, Trump satirical porn already on them, already coming out. I can't imagine if that's not out already. Well, I'm just saying it's a good name, Ivanka Trunk, Trump. Ivanka Trunk. I like that too. Yeah. Matt, let me ask you about uh, Ryan Seacrest. I believe you're a big fan of Seacrest. Did you say did you used to say Matt Ralston out? A couple times. That was your signature slogan taken from Seacrest. Ralston out. Do you even know what that I, means? I, I, <laughs> I, I do know what it means. Yeah, he's essentially a soccer mom. That He's taking something that black people said 20 years ago yes. at the time yes. and pretending that he's cutting edge. Uh, what do you think he weighs? What do you think Ryan Seacrest weighs? I'm, I was guessing 150 to, earlier today, 140 to 150. I was actually wondering the same thing because I, I haven't read his you know wiki bio. I'm like... He's so proportionate. I feel like he could either be like seven feet tall or yes. like three feet tall. I, everyone, everyone I've ever met uh, in Hollywood on TV who I met in person the first time is short. Yeah, always shorter than I thought. And you're tall, so everyone's shorter than you anyhow. But I'm five nine, so I'm average. But everyone I meet is either my height or shorter mm-hmm. on television. Uh, I believe he's about five seven, five eight, and I would say he's a slender fella. I always, I only think about this when these sexual harassment things come up because it's always harder for me to imagine like a slight person being abusive to people. Only because you could turn around and just sock him and drop him to the ground. Like, yeah. if your boss is like big, huge, fat, muscular, whatever dude, you can see how a woman would be intimidated Like a John by Goodman. Yeah, like a John Goodman, like an old wrestler type, something like that. You can see how they would be like intimidated by him. But when a, a very slight, sort of a slight build, light, light guy, let's say light is loafers guy, if you're asking you, you just wonder why women just sock him in the fucking gut. And, just totally and pretty effeminate. 
Yes. Although I can see Seacrest having nasty. like a, a yeah, like an angry side to him. Yeah. And he, by the way, he's also for for all I like to make fun of him, he's made a shitload of money and not just by luck. He's actually groomed himself into like the perfect position in Hollywood where he is like not offensive to men but beloved by women. So you know he produces all the Kardashians. Oh, he he completely engineered yes. the the absolute mediocrity of a human being, how mediocre a person can possibly be. He was like, to me, he's a male version of Ellen. So he, he did be the male, he did the male Ellen, but he's got the same fans. Right? I mean, Ellen, I don't know. Ellen used to be, Ellen's talented. She is talented, but she's got rid of all her, anything least bit edgy from a repertoire. Ellen now, yeah. Yes, but Ellen Ryan now. Seacrest was, so Ellen was talented and then sort of decided a certain thing, kind of like Jay Leno. Yes. But you shouldn't compare him because Ryan Seacrest is, is, by definition, not talented at all. Well, uh, he's, Mad- he's Madonna talented in the sense that he marketed himself into like a fortune without having a lot of talent. I always I slightly admire people like that who like actually just make it without talent. But you're still and and look, Madonna, yeah, not not very talented compared to Celine Dion or, or Lady Gaga, but she still has some talent. Like I feel like um, her talent was finding the niche, though was finding that that, that sort of counterculture, you know, taking her clothes off and, and doing shit about the Pope kind of niche that made her, like, you know, the rebel. Okay, but let's say she's below average yes. on talent. You still say Seacrest has no talent. He's, he is a zero. He's got a great smile. He doesn't do anything. <laughs> no, he doesn't. But he is now, so he, he, he produces half the shows on E. He produces the Kardashian show. He produces Keep It Up With The Kardashians, but a lot of people don't know that. He actually invented that show. Well, that's where his, his bread is buttered, right? Well, but he also was making $20 million a year on American Idol. And now he's also the morning talk show host on whatever the fuck that thing is that comes on in ABC after Good Morning America. They, they used to be Regis and Kathy Lee, and now it's... I have no idea. Ryan if you watch that, you should really take a look at your watch life. It. But, I mean, that's another $20 million contract a year he gets. Dude's raking, raking in cash. Yeah. He's huge. And so Eric wants to know an email, with Ryan Seacrest seeming to skate on his hairdresser's accusations... You gotta hate when your hairdresser comes out and says shit about you. Uh, are we now in the second phase of Times Up, where important people are, are going to get off? And what, then, okay, sorry. So the premise is that Brian Seacrest was accused by this hairdresser of like being verbally abusive and also slapping her on the ass hard. So and, you're saying if it was someone with less influence, he'd be thrown under the bus? But, or if she had more influence than a hairdresser, if she was if she was a famous actress? But because had, a lot of people are involved in terms of uh, getting paid through Ryan Seacrest's various enterprises. Yeah, not to mention American Idol's launching next week, and he's, he's the, the, the figurehead of American Idol. So it seems like both ABC and E! have already unequivocally said they're back supporting him in these charges. So if this was Screech, yes. A&E would be like, fuck Screech. Yeah, or if the actress was important or had a big voice, then yes. Okay. I don't know. That's, I mean, we, don't, we obviously don't know what happened. I don't think anyone knows what happened. But it is kind of odd that they, for their first, coincidentally, for their first man they're backing in Hollywood after all these charges, is the guy who makes them the most money on their network. That does make you think. That does make you wonder a little bit. Um, you wonder now, like, so originally they got rid of Matt Lauer, like, in two seconds. They got rid of, like, a bunch of big guys pretty fast, right? They got rid of uh, Kevin Spacey, who was a little more aggressive in his charge. But they got to kick them out of the, off the movie. They kicked them off the TV show immediately, right? But now we enter the second phase where the networks and the media outlets are going to go, like, wait a minute. Like, 
when we get rid of him right away, we lose $150 million. <laughs> well, that's, I mean, you know, if anything more comes out, that's the good news about this, is Ryan Seacrest is so completely boring and unnoticeable yeah. and looks like white paint on a wall <laughs> that you could actually replace him with any other human being. Like like the digital, re, uh, like the process of changing his face to someone else's face. Although he owns, I assume he owns parts of these shows as well, so it's a little more complicated. But the... The actual allegations, so it said that he spanked her. Is this the main one, the spanking? Yes. Spanking. Okay. So he spanked her so hard. She got a welt on her behind. She got a welt on her uh, butt cheek. Yes. Do you know how hard you would have to, I mean, you know, you've probably known a few girls that like a little light spanking, right? Not to the point of welting. Well, it's by by definition. Never dated a girl who likes bruises. Well, a welt, (laughs) see, a welt is... um, your palm is too big and flat yes. to actually leave a welt, let alone even if you... What if he's wearing a lot of jade rings? <laughs> Did not think of that. Yes. But also her butt cheek had to have been exposed probably. Well, you could be, I think, in leggings or whatever. You could probably get a good welt going. I see that, I, that's what every single hairdresser on Hollywood sets I've ever seen is wearing. Yeah. I, I, I but he doesn't know. strike I, you as a strong fella. But well, no, and like, what did he sneak up behind her? Like, I don't know. Like, I, I would like to say, um, you know, I don't agree with this philosophy, but it is secret. If you get a welt on yes. your on your butt, you had to have been asking for that. Really? Wow, Matt, that's the reverse of uh, me. Do which I believe is rapey man. Hashtag rapey man. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a totally different point of view. I do think now. I think in the in the original like Harvey Weinstein, post Harvey Weinstein, there was so much determination to be fast out of the gates and fire the shit out of everybody right away to literally clear them out of the office lest you be you know have this tidal wave of social media against you and i think now we are in a second phase where companies at least now he may be innocent they're at least going to say like okay well wait a minute we're not going to do anything until we at least see some more you know some charges pop up or more evidence we're just not going to throw away a guy who's worth a shitload of money to us because you know a hairdresser is accusing him of shit i'm sure that that plays on it but also in in agreement with that, if you look at Seacrest, he looks like a, a gay Barbie doll. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, with, I feel like you don't like him that much. Oh, no. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't bother me at all, really. I mean, he, I, I wouldn't want to hang out with him, but he, he's so non-offensive, I don't see I can even be offended by him. You're offended by his non-offensiveness. I am. I'm very <laughs> offended by how unoffensive he is. But when you look at Weinstein, you know, he looks disgusting. Yes. He's very slovenly yes. and... Um, even Bill Cosby is like a pretty big dude, kind of lumbers around a little bit, you know, talks about sports. Like, Seacrest could easily be guilty, like, just to be clear. But when you look at him, yes. he looks like such a pussy asshole. Well, if you look at the, so if you look at the comments on these stories, and you see it's all women commenting mostly, 90% of the women are in favor of him. Right. And that obviously has to do, that's like the Clooney effect we always talk about. Although they may not want to have sex with him. He's definitely their best friend, and they, they love him. This is what women want in a dude. Um, <laughs> proportionate. Yes. Real boring. Very well-dressed. Loves be- reality beautiful, TV. Sm- beautiful smile, and will watch reality shows with you. And- oh, and uh, most importantly, has a shitload of fucking money. Shitload of money. So I think there's definitely a... They don't care about your opinions on movies, do they? Who's that? Women. No. Okay. Uh, here's the thing. So I think there's definitely the, like, Joss Whedon got off completely off a bunch of shit because he has a big female fan base. 
And I think Ryan Seacrest has a big female fan base. And obviously guys like, not that Clooney has been charged, Matt Damon, other guys, Ben Affleck a little bit to some extent. These are all guys who are loved by women. Right. And, and I think that gives you a huge advantage in these uh, sort of sto- accusation stories that come out. Because if you're loved by women, the w- it's sort of like if the women like you, they'll let you off. And that's still a huge problem with this, mo- with this hashtag movement as far as I can tell. Because <laughs> you and I would be fucked. Brian would probably get off. <laughs> he could probably harass women and get off a little bit. He's got that boyish, like, Sunday school boy face. He could get off with some shit. You know, oh, Brian, Brian, there's no way Brian was spanking the crap out of women at the office. He would never do that. He, he brings cookies all the time, and he, he watches Days of Our Lives. That's not happening. I zoned out for a second. I wasn't yes. sure which form of get off you were implying. <laughs> the whole point is, aren't women basically judging men based on, like, uh, how they look and if they think they're capable of this crime? Which is the exact opposite of how you should actually take it. You know, deal with this situation. Yeah, I mean, well, look, if a hot chick, uh, you know, interrupts you in conversation, you're like, oh, that's cute. What'd you yes. say? Yeah. It's you some laugh. ugly chick. You're like, Jesus, what a fucking. Con-. I mean, it goes that, both that's ways. Human nature. Yeah. yeah, it goes both ways. Yeah. All right, Eric, uh, email, good email. Uh, I think the hairdresser's fucked. She's below the line. As you know, the joke in below the line in Hollywood is if you're below the line, you're below the line for anyone to give a shit about you. <laughs> and as far as I know, the makeup hair people have no union, they, they're not IATSE. So they don't have, like, the truckers. They don't get the Teamsters back, backing them. Right, right. So I was in a, a, a screen cartoonist union for a little while. And um, uh, there was a member of, loosely a member of IATSE, which means we're book, we're, we work with Teamsters. And I didn't know this. And so there was a time I didn't get paid a paycheck that was owed to me. And I contacted my union rep. After contact, you know, when you don't get paid, you contact your boss or the company over and over again. Right? I got nowhere. And so someone said, like, contact your union. I'm like, the cartoonist union? They're like, no, no. They're hooked in with the Teamsters, dude. Oh, so you're like, good, I then. contacted them, and literally, I think they sent a guy with a cigar in his mouth and a thick neck over to the place, and I got paid within 18 hours. It was, I, yeah. I tried for six months. I got paid within 18 hours. So if you're below line in union, you're fine, but if you're not union, you're, you're just, if you're a hairdresser, you're just fucked. Sorry. Sorry, hairdressers. Although uh, the yeah, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Now we can move on. But hairdressers uh, always seem to be very happy with their jobs. Really, I've, ne- I've never met a. I've met really angry wardrobe people, but not. Uh, oh, that's the, the hair and makeup seem to be pretty. Psyched. You think so? Because they're doing what they always wanted to do. Yeah, and they're they're probably high on hairspray and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Matt, let me ask: you, Are we now doomed to eight thousand new shows and movies about women? doing stuff men used to do in shows. If you look at the slate of uh, uh, TV shows, pilots, and movie, the list of movies coming out, I believe we now are about to be inundated with hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands, of new shows and films where women are now doing stuff, basically the movies men used to make. Like but Ocean's the, 8. Well, not even just, re, not even just gender reboots. <laughs> not even just gender, gender swapping reboots. But actually just shows where they're just creating shows about women, lead characters, or women. It's like women robbing banks. Yes. Which isn't a thing, by the way. How many bank robbers in history do you think have been women? Groups of women? No, Uh, even one. I'm not even sure it's ever happened. uh, Sometimes their man, a boyfriend will make the girlfriend go along and rob the bank. (laughs) (laughs) You might be talking about the new show Good Girls, which was uh, teased endlessly during Brian's curling events in the Olympics. Uh, by the way, Brian, if you're teasing an all-women's show during the sporting event you're watching, you're, you, that says something about the demographic that they think is watching curling. Brian, how much of the Olympics did you watch? I'm curious. Not in as terms much as I would have liked to. I, I didn't see a single uh, skeleton or uh, very limited of the bobsled. Not that into the two-man luge. I know where you're going with this. Uh, <laughs> did see the... Uh, 
Mira curl on ice, I guess we can call it that. Curling. The yeah. curling. U.S. Victory. winning the gold. It's the women's gold medal game, U.S. and Canada. Is it really yeah. an amazing sport? Yeah. So, by the way, women's hockey, I'm glad we won, I guess, because I don't want to lose to Canada. Right. That sucks. But aren't there really just two countries that have women's hockey teams? It's U.S. and Canada. I mean, there's a few people playing Russia and Latvia, but really, there's only two legitimate teams in the entire world that have a chance of winning, and it's U.S. and Canada. Is it legitimate? Are they playing all the time? No. Like, when did they... Brian actually probably knows this. Well, I mean, we have college hockey. There's college and, hockey. Uh, a lot of Canadians playing in the United States. Women's universities and stuff. Yes, women's. but there's only women's hockey in the United States, and it's barely there. I didn't know there was a college women's hockey. So sorry. Yeah, there's an issue, there's a reason why you don't know about it. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody knows about it. I mean, God bless them. If they want if women will play hockey, that's fine. I have no problem with it. But these sports are like I get the same thing with the with the, like the half pipe. The guys doing the half pipe stuff or the trick jumping. You know, the skateboard tricks on ice. I call them. There's like 15 dudes who do it in the whole world, and they just hang out and live in a house together and get laid and smoke a lot of weed. And then yeah. during the Olympics or whatever, X Games, they come out and compete against each other. There's only like 15 guys. It's not like a poor kid in Slovakia could take up half pipe. Half pipe. Papa, I'm leaving the farm to take up half pipe, half pipe tricks. Well, why aren't they doing like legitimate? So it was brought to my attention that the biathlon, which is my favorite winter Olympic event, didn't watch it this year. Um, but the reason that those dudes in those uh, Nordic countries started training for the biathlon is because the um, Nazis were coming. Correct. And so they, you know, had to figure out a system to shoot and ski. Yes. So I'm like, all right, that's cool. It's a sport entirely based off shooting, killing Nazis and running away. It's great. Yes. I would watch it professionally, honest. It's pretty awesome. Um, why not snowshoeing? You know, that's pretty utilitarian in its approach like have you ever worn snowshoes uh i know oh uh, once no i did once it's impossible to move <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's just easier to get stuck in this why not just do the regular track events 100 meters 200 <laughs> meters etc with snowshoes well, on the, snow the problem with I, the problem be fucking awesome the problem with the events on ice for me on snow and ice is that everything's slower than it is not on ice except for the down when you have leverage of down but all the nordic events they're all slower than running right you can't ski as fast as you can run so the events always are, the winners and losers are always separated by much greater distance. So like when Usain Bolt dominates the world in, in, in racing, he wins by half a second. Right. So like everyone else who's potentially could beat him is right with him at the line. But in the, the thing, like in, in the cross-country events where they're doing 30K, the winner wins and the second place person comes 15 minutes later. <laughs> then you wait another 15 minutes till someone comes. It's like, oh, that was exciting. Like the finish has to be exciting for the event to make any sense. Right. Like, oh, she took a big lead in mile six. And two hours later, she's won by 15 minutes. Like, okay, just call the race off. Just mercy the event after the first, first five minutes. Well, I think the Iditarod would, you know, having uh, grown up in Alaska, would be the ultimate uh, shitty manifestation of this. And then <laughs> someone comes in like three days later. Like, <laughs> and away three days later. So it is, I mean, it's not that much different than the marathon where like the Kenyan pulls like 18 minutes ahead of everybody else. There's like sometimes two or three Kenyans who do it or Ethiopians. But, like, everybody else is, like, 20 minutes behind because you just can't possibly run that fast over 26 miles. So those events are all, all lame. But you basically just took regular events, like all the skateboarding events they put on ice, and they do it like, okay, now we're going to do it with, like, snowboard. Now we're going to do it with skis. Now we're going to do it. You've got to go backwards. And now we get, like, this is just events so Americans can win events because those are the only events we win at. And then all the actual power sports and on the snow we lose completely. No offense to your curling, Brian. With the fucking dudes, dudes, dudes with brooms will never be masculine. It's just not possible. It's not, and shuffleboard without beer will never catch on. That's just my theory. Sober shuffleboard on ice 
with dudes with brooms. By the way, I love the fact that all, because shell, curling cannot be your full-time occupation, they all have real jobs. And they're all like liquor store, they're all like liquor store owners. <laughs> you know, it's usually something alcohol-related. Yeah, because you know they've got to be drunk when they're, play, when they're playing the sport. <laughs> it looks fun, by the way, if you're drunk. Just like t- shuffleboard. See, I think me and Brian, actually, I just had an idea. Because, you know, Brian does play-by-play for UCLA uh, uh, baseball and, and hockey. Men's or women's? I, they only have a men's team. Oh, Title Nine, Title Nine. Oh. It's all club level at this point, so I think they skirt that. But uh, but yeah, everyone forgets know. about curling until this time uh, four years from now. So I say two years from now, I'll do the color commentary, you know, with good language and everything. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we'll be like the curling guys. Like, we'll start following curling, going around to the curling practices. And, I did love um, how the announcers, so the announcers are all, there's guys from the cur- sport of curling. And they have to cover it like it's a legitimate sport. They aren't able to laugh, ridicule their own sport because NBC is showing <laughs> 85 hours of this during prime time right. because we were supposed to win. So that's why they kept showing it. And they have to cover it like it, they really have to get excited about the curl and the, and the thing and the sweeping and the ice. And it's so idiotic. And they have to like get <laughs> scream, start screaming like it's the NFL game. Like it's, the NFL game. <laughs> like, it's just like Gus Johnson. If you ever heard him on college football? Oh, man. When Gus Johnson goes nuts. Right? I love Gus Johnson. Yeah, when he goes nuts. They have to have the Gus Johnson of curling like screaming as the thing's going on the ice. So he's going to go, oh, no, he's going to hit the puck. You know, like it's so fucking stupid. No offense again, Brian. So, Matt, back to the, back to the chick shows. Uh, are we just doomed now to have... So the, so the good girls, which you mentioned, Christina Hendricks, by the way, but since it's a show by women, for women, about women, she has to cover up her big breasts in this show, which is really, really, really disappointing. Versus Mad Men, where those are the highlights. Oh, she's the chick with the gigantic yes, boobs. She's the, one, the okay. redhead from Mad Men. Right, right. Which is, by the way, I think the only reason straight men ever watch Mad Men was because of Christina Hendricks. She drew them in, at least. She got a little heavy there towards the end. Starting, I like to watch guys drinking at work. Uh, smoking cigarettes and drinking. Tea. I never got that into the show, but uh, drinking, drinking, smoking cigarettes, and taking naps in the middle of the day on their on their couches. Yeah. that was the best part of their office. Um, so, Good Girls. So, gun. gun uh, so, this is how one article described the show. Good Girls. Uh, the NBC's gun-toting contribution to the Me Too movement. <laughs> so, and somebody else wrote, "It's like Breaking Bad, but without all the edgy and edginess and harshness." <laughs> so, like. Mm. Like what is? Is that supposed to be flattering? Or I don't not? know. Like, so here's the problem: they're taking inherently if they make women's programming for women, like lifetime shit. Let's say they're not going to get. It. They know they have a very limited audience. So what they're doing for women is they're taking shows that have traditionally been guy shows, like a crime caper, bank robbery show, and they're saying let's just put all women in it, but let's give them a really like sweet backstory, like one has an abusive husband. What has to pay for her, her son to go to school somewhere because he has needs. It has to go to school somewhere. One woman is struggling to pay the rent and whatever. Some of the real female issues, why they have to rob the bank. Just as opposed to guys being like, this is not like point break where they just get a thrill out of it. A masculine thrill out of it. But they're just taking guy shows and putting women's, women into them, hoping that that will then draw an audience. But so there, you're saying that, uh, sorry, just uh, go ahead. They, they want... So you're saying just a women audience, a female audience, isn't enough? They, they need both the male and female d- demographic? I think, that's a, I think that's a theory, but I don't know guys who are going to watch shows about women doing stuff that used to be in their guy shows. Like, are they going to watch? I mean, they'll watch The Hot Detective. Well, the ultimate manifestation of this is there's a show about a woman who beats the shit out of her husband. Is there really? I'd watch well, that. Well, no, no, no. I'm saying that, oh. like, that's, that's oh, the I logical. Was. <laughs> I would totally watch that. <laughs> that would be awesome, by the way. 
If you had a beta male, it would be called beta male. So it'd just, it'd just be like wives beating their husbands, like a like an MTV reality show. Yeah, the guy's a mailman. It's called beta, beta male. <laughs> uh, but why? Uh, so here's what really troubles me about this whole thing. So it's like, all right, women want equal rights uh, as they should have uh, and, and should want. But now they're just doing the the despicable things that men do, such as, you know, like robbing, robbing banks isn't a very noble. No. Uh, I mean, yeah, there's Robin Hood, and I and I totally get that. But if you're robbing a lot of banks, at a certain point, you're going to have to put a gun to someone's head and be like, if you fucking hit that secret button, I'm going to blow your fucking brains out. Yeah. And you're not a good person if you do that. But this, they, only, they only rob banks in a silly way here. And only silly things happen, and nobody gets hurt. Nobody gets hurt. Well, try and rob a fucking bank. I guarantee you something serious is going to Well, that's the point of this whole thing. It's not like... Soon. The whole point of TV, I think, at one point, these drama shows, they were, they were like, at least what people believe to be authentic. So they believe the cops act like this. They believe firemen go in and do these things. They believe hospitals are really, like, full of hunky doctors who, like, <laughs> can save lives of, like, children during, you know, after some helicopter crash or whatever. But that's the whole point. It's like, it's a, it's like you're actually, it's giving you an eye into a world that you think exists. This do- world doesn't exist. There are no female bank robbers. So now we're just saying, there are females that do lots of things, but they don't rob banks. So now we're saying it has to be a bank robbery show because otherwise no one's going to watch it. But we're just going to have women rob banks because we need to have a female cast. So like Ocean's 8 that's coming out the film. But that's actually an re- actual full reboot of the movie. So now they're just like, look, you can imagine pitch means where they're just going like, okay, it's Breaking Bad but with women. Exactly. And the yeah. guy goes, oh, we, it's too edgy for us. Well, no, it's going to be much sweeter and softer than Breaking Bad. So basically all the elements of Breaking Bad that, were, that drew in the audience – that drew in a record audience, we're getting rid of those. All right, so uh, David Katzenberg, hear me out. Picture a good thing and then make it a lot worse. Yes. We'll do that. Well, so I wonder if there's like, they're always trying to show like, okay, Wonder Woman did well, did go to, did, did well at the box office, right? And so they're always trying to point to like that. If the, the argument women make is like, if there was more female programming, more people would see it and then it would catch on more and the audience would grow. There's, by the way, no empirical evidence for that whatsoever. But that's their argument. And since there aren't a lot of female shows, they can kind of make that argument without people saying, no, that's not true. Mm-hmm. But there's no evidence to suggest that's actually true outside of a superhero movie, just like Black Panther. They're like, oh, this shows that like, an all-black African story can make a billion dollars. Well, no, it can if it's, black, if it's a Marvel comic Black Panther, right. then it can. But if it's probably a drama like, like a, the one that won the Oscars, that no one, well, that one about the gay, kid, the gay black kid in Florida last year that won the Oscars, Moonlight, yeah. Moonlight, then no one's going to see it. So it doesn't have to do with the color of the skin. It has to do with the fact that people don't like to see a coming-of-age gay boy's story, <laughs> whatever, right. but they want to see Marvel movies. So is there really an audience for female stories? And if there is, do they have to be male stories that you then just put female cast, lay female cast over? Or can you actually make women's stories? You can if you do it right. But I no, to your point, I think there is is not really a market for that because, you know, I grew up with women and I have friends that are women and what they're all about is like, oh my God, Chris Pine's ass looks so cool in those jeans. Uh, or in the case of my mother, she thought Tom Cruise was... Why'd you pick Chris Pine? I was trying to think of a current actor. <laughs> <laughs> Who would you have picked? I don't know. I actually saw a picture of Chris Pine at the uh, opening of whatever movie just came out recently. And I was thinking, like, how lucky he is. He was, he was like him and, like, 20 girls. I was thinking, like, how nice it would be to be, like, an actor like Chris Pine could take any girl home. Oh, he's crushing some oh serious fucking pussy oh, right now. Oh, my God. Uh, but that, that, that aside, I mean, 
does the marketplace show that there's any market widespread market for female? If for, there was a market, it would have happened already. There's a there's a reason. You know, you don't have to look at like stats and, and Nielsen ratings. Like, obviously, if this was a successful. Uh, you know, not not a lost leader, but if this was a thing that would work, it would have been done a long time ago. So they'll always point to things like, the, the, say, the baseball when they did not when they had the Negro leagues and the white leagues, right? And they did not just simply did not allow black players to play in Major League Baseball until 1946. And they're always saying like, okay, and they always said that black people couldn't play baseball, and therefore it didn't, wasn't really discrimination. They needed their own league because they couldn't compete with the white players. Now we obviously know that was just complete bullshit. Because the black players came in and dominated, just, you know, did basketball as well. Same thing in basketball. Um, and just did very well, obviously, because they were equally talented. So women will point to that as an example of, like, if women are just being kept out, of, they're being locked out of this opportunities. If women were allowed to make these TV shows and starring women, that they would do as well or better than the men's shows. And therefore, it's a question of access, not a question of, you know, the marketplace. They're just asking for a free marketplace. But I don't think there is a free marketplace because... NBC and everybody else is just pumping these fucking chick shows Well, and, and we would never even n- know if that were the case because if you're watching it not for the content but because it's a cause, yeah. then we can't measure the artistic uh, integrity, how funny, how dramatic, how, you know, how good the show is. If you're watching it just because you want to tweet about it, then we could never know. Well, so the Rose McGowan came out on E! finally in Jan- uh, about four, three or four weeks ago. And it was like, if you're a woman and you hate Trump and you hate male abusers and everything like that, you got to watch her show. Which, by the way, to me, seems like not a bad marketing idea because just based on the amount of people who are fucking hashtagging this shit, millions and millions and millions of people, that's a nice little niche for cable TV. Uh, but nobody watched. Absolutely nobody watched. It was like the lowest rated show they've had like in years. And the point is, I just don't think women, certainly men don't want to watch that, so you've cut off all men. And then I don't think women want to see depressing messaging shows or topics. I think they want to watch fanciful, fun entertainment. And they might, be, they might like to see some more female characters in it, but they don't want to see something made just for women. Well, I, you know, I think a really good example of this would be uh, the movie Bridesmaids. Yes. So The Hangover came out, and that was like a smash hit, like exceeded Huge. all expectations. And so uh, someone, I don't know if it was the same studio or whatever, but obviously they were like, let's make a hangover for women. And it was, it was really funny also yes. uh, because Kristen Wiig was in it and, it, you know, it was, it was a well-made movie. Um, and it succeeded. Granted, I would argue it was as funny, if not slightly less funny than The Hangover, but maybe I'm biased. And for some reason, the critics uh, it gave it like a 90% on <laughs> yes. Rotten Tomatoes, whereas The Hangover was considered garbage, frat boy, uh, you know, bullshit. But it made more money. I, I believe it did. Yes, it did. Yeah. And internationally, especially because women's films don't carry internationally. So the male, the male, the male movie with Mike Tyson, it's always going to do better. All right. That's just the way it is. But, I mean, at least they were both quality, you know, works. But I don't know. One was shit on, and the one that ripped off the other one was considered brilliant. I think there's a, a consensus, especially in the marketplace, that guys obviously like guy shit, and women like guy shit. So, <laughs> right. Yeah. Right? I think that's where we're at. And women don't really like women-only shit. They just don't like it very much. Like, despite Umeha, Udeha, where you're going to move to in Africa... This is not a, the all-female uh, No commun- one likes it. This is not a popular place. In fact, I don't know if you probably know a few women. 
And usually, won't they tell you they don't like living with women? They don't like other women that much. They don't get along. They get they find other women. Catty. They're annoyed by it. Yeah, I mean, like, well, I have a girlfriend, and you know, your wife, I'm sure. Whenever it's like I have to go to this stupid fucking gender reveal party, it's fucking dumb. Like they I would all not go think to those, it's by stupid. The way. Yes. No, the the uh, bridesmaids they'll go out of custom. Right? They all think it's fucking yes. stupid. Everyone and, thinks it's stupid. Women but, do. but girls still want to like act like they're down with the Lakers. You know. Yeah. They they like want to, and I know they're not. I know they only know two players in the league. But at least they're trying because they they're attracted to that kind of thing. Well, what do women like? Women love horror. The horror genre is dominated by female audience in general. They love horror movies, and I'm talking about like you know the 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 you know the top selling horror like movies. The- like the, the torture porn. No, not the torture porn stuff, but all like the paranormal shit, all that stuff. The woman's in trouble. Dude saves her. No, not necessarily that. More like the just freaky scare. Women like to be scared. Oh, like the paranormal shit. Yeah, like all that stuff that's popular now. All those uh, witchcraft, like exorcist movies, found I don't know found what's oh, found right, footage right, stuff, right, right, all that okay. stuff like that. Right, Women, right, right. if females love going to those movies, and they also love going to see, uh, uh, you know, movies that are like uh, just well done movies, and they'll see some Marvel movies, but it's mostly driven by guys. But there's really no evidence to support the fact that women like to see all women movies. And when they do, they want to go see Bridesmaids or Bad Moms, which is women behaving in a traditionally male piggish behavior. Right. Right? That's very, I can see that's very liberating for them. But to see, to go see like a version of Little Women or to see some, uh, see what was the movie that Mariah Carey made uh, where she got beaten, where she was beaten, where the, the, Gabori Sadiba was beaten. Precious. The movie Precious. They just aren't going to watch. They just like it was like, oh, it's finally a, women, a movie about women struggling women, and women don't go see those movies. Well, that movie was objectively just really awful, and I'm talking about the lighting, the yes. directing, the editing. Like that movie sucked balls. What about Fried Green Tomatoes? That's a bunch of old women ranting, <laughs> but that seemed to be popular. It was. Po- it's not that they're not popular. Or Steel Magnolias or things like that. There's a f- one or two that come out every oh, year. God, that- I thought those were the same movie. <laughs> it might have been. Holy shit. But again, those are older women. Younger women don't watch television anymore. So I, I just don't know who, this, who the audience is for this stuff. I just there is no audience. It's not. It's going to. It's not going to draw viewers. The the idea to me that like affirmative action is ever going to work is just null and void. And when you always and Hollywood, by the way, always it's not like they shouldn't have like directing programs for women or writing programs for women or entrees for women who want to do this. But just greenlining shows because it's an all female cast, just to, or movies, seems like a really bad idea. Because what, what's going to happen? The movies, the shows are going to fail, and then the people who are sexist are going to come back and say, hey, look, women can't carry a fucking show. So now you lose. Matt, our final segment today, panties in a bunch. What has my panties in a bunch? Let's go on a light note tonight. Let's end on a light note with school shootings, school massacres. I don't know if you know, Matt, there was a school shooting in Florida. I heard about it, yeah. <laughs> You heard about it? You heard about it on the news? Um, by the way, I'm willing to go. I'm willing to concede the fact as a white man that when white kids get killed, it's a much bigger story than when black kids get killed. It just simply, it just simply is. Yeah. So there's just there's really no doubt about it. Now, having said that, there are really no mass shootings at black schools because I don't know. No, there's many individual shootings. There's gang, there's gang turf wars, and there's drug, whatever, urban crime. But like at schools where these you know, when these shootings take place, they tend to be in white, dominant, predominantly white suburban areas mm-hmm. where there's very little crime. And my theory is that, like, I actually believe this, that because they're growing up in such a non-violent, non-criminal area, if you're, like, of that type of personality that would be that way, 
you have no outlet. You can't just join a gang and beat the crap out of people, mm-hmm. right? You can't just go stab the opposing gang or shoot at the, you know, do drive-by shootings, which might get your energy out if you're really a sociopathic sort of teenager. So what do you do? You just bottle up, you go on Instagram, you go on social media like white kids do, and then you shoot up your school for no reason. That makes sense, and I haven't thought this out, but you're also next to a Walmart and you have expendable income. Yes. Um, and it's pretty hard to like traffic uh, you know, a rifle into the inner city uh, that's going to set off some alarms in various ways. So. Hunting rifle, yeah. But if you think about it, if you're like a violent, prone, sort of semi-sociopathic teenager, which there are going to always be some number of those, and you live in like the west, south side of Chicago, the bad area of Chicago, the very last thing you're thinking about is a school shooting. First of all, you may, not be going, you may not be going to school. Second of all, your neighborhood is so violent that there's so many violent outlets for you to take up to express your, your antisocial tendencies. The last thing you do is think about shooting girls like in home ec class at high school. No, you're probably going to get into like backyard MMA yes. and then like cheat or something. But <laughs> you're not going to – yeah, it, it wouldn't occur to you. Um, I mean a good example of this would be the rapper C. Murda or Murder. Yes. I'm not sure which it is. Uh, you know, he was obviously into murder. Uh, now he's in jail for murder, but he didn't uh, do any mass murdering. No. You know, even he was like, that's not cool. Yeah, they also know better than to kill white people <laughs> because that's when the fucking feds come in and everybody comes in and takes over. Yeah. Not to minimize what happened in Parkland, Flor- in Parkland Florida. Of course. It is always, all the, if you look at all the school shootings, it's always by a young male, white, either it's obviously someone who goes to the school currently or went to the school was kicked out of the school or the schools in the neighborhood. They have anger about the school or the school experience. And it's, it's an area where they have access to guns. But why? So if, I, I, if you knew a kid who had an AR-15, wouldn't you be like, well, that's weird. Like, why? I'd be like, let's go get a bunch of watermelons yes. and fucking shoot that shit off and try and, you know, get our dick sucked or whatever. Yeah. I'd, I mean, it wouldn't work. But Now, if you knew an angry kid who had an AR-15, I would be scared to shitless of that kid. Well, how come he's considered white, though? I mean, his name is Cruz. I'm surprised just some right-wing outlets didn't, you know, because the demonizing of Mexican and, uh, well, Well, Cruz, you know, is, uh, he, could be Cuban, he could be uh, Cuban, partly Cuban, but that's considered Republican. I'm just surprised they didn't go there, which would have been pathetic, but... Um, but here's the thing. So anyway. I, I think that the school shootings are like... And one thing, so they had the immediate... Re- so the problem, because 17 white kids are dead. Let's face it. It's a big, 17 kids dead would be bad anyhow, but 17 white kids is really bad. Just like 17, 50 people in Vegas being shot up is really bad. Where if it takes place in Kabul, not, not necessarily as bad. It's like, oh, yeah, fuck yeah, those people. It doesn't really matter. Um, Blow up a wedding. But they have a huge, there's an immediate outcry, not only from like, you know, not only your typical gun, gun control people, but like the whole thing blew up to the point that even Republicans now are going to give up some shit, uh, give some give shit on gun control because there's so much social media, hashtagging, CNN, cable thing, it blew up so big. On, gu- on this gun shit, that they're actually going to address this problem seriously. They'll come up with a shitty solution, of course, like giving like the female PE teacher a fucking automatic weapon. <laughs> That's true, right? <laughs> the angry lesbian PE teacher. But you know, at least there's like, you know there's a White House conference. There's all this shit. Something has to get done, or otherwise people realize they're not going to get reelected. But the point is, school shootings almost never happen. There, if you go back when they started, like in the early '90s, there's been on average one school shooting where two or more people were killed in schools, K-12 through schools, per year. Then the whole number of dead is like about 10 per year on average. There have been a few couple in the last few years that are big. And they'll always try to add school shootings to some guy, some kid who's suicidal, goes to school, school with a gun and shoots himself. Or some kid trying to get in school with a gun or stuff like that. But in general, violence at schools, from the time you and I were in high school, 
is way down. It's like it's way less violence in schools because they've enacted a lot of safety measures, and it's really hard to get away with violence in schools these days. Back in my day in high school, there was no guns, I remember, at high school, but there was a lot of knives. There were a lot of people bringing weapons to school, and there were a lot of fucking turf fights and shit like that. I remember there was in- blood at school. There was blood at school pretty regularly. Oh yeah, there there were legit fights. Like uh, in, in my case, you know, like brass knuckles, brass knuckles, remember brass knuckles? Uh, well, I wasn't. I'm not that old, but <laughs> this is the fifties. <laughs> but if you were a guy giving a fist fight, the guy would bring out the brass knuckles, you know, some kind of implement on his hand. Yeah, yeah, there'd be shit that you bought at the state fair, yes. like sort of nefarious, you know, contraband. Yes. That. Yeah, I mean, I was constantly. I, I mean, I had to make friends with people I didn't like just yes. to keep from getting beat up. Well, all that shit's gone away now, Matt. There's zero tolerance for bullying. There's zero tolerance for violence. Weapons, obviously, zero tolerance. They kick kids out of school now. They have cops in schools. Which is, I mean, I went to my niece's school, who's eight, I think. And uh, granted, this is in uh, Hawaii, so we're not talking inner city Chicago. But I was like, uh, so what's what's up? Is there any problems? And she's like, no, I just like going to school here. I'm like, <laughs> what? Uh, what the fuck? What are you talking about? Like, who, do I need to talk to someone? Like, I didn't get it. Yeah. She was just, like, happy in the school. Yeah. Oh, they have metal detectors. They have everything. I mean... It's to the point that, like, you still have all this regular high school problems, obviously, but violence at school is actually way down. Over the last 20 years, it's been steadily down to the point that it's, like, one in 36,000 people will ever experience, like, a serious violent crime at the high school. There's nothing. I mean, statistically, it's approaching zero outside of these random school shootings that they can't seem to stop, although this one should have been stopped easily. Um, yeah. But now every attention is there. And, you know, the, what my point was, like, there are a million other things, not a million, but, like, 20 other things that kill a lot more teenagers in a tragic way. Like what? Because I read your article. Drunk, uh, drunk driving is a good example because that kills a ton of kids. Even students. football, I think. Yeah, even down to this stu- uh, sort of silly level. The guy who wrote the article in USA Today pointed out how kids, like more kids die driving, riding their bicycles to school every year than they do in school shootings. But that's a little silly. But because that's, you know. Well, because we're talking like preventable. Yeah, but football. So like in 2015, more kids died in high, playing high school football on the field, died. Than in school shootings, uh, way I mean, many hundreds of multiples died in drunk driving accidents. Suicide is a huge problem in high school. Uh, these are all mental illness problems, uh, but these are preventable as well. They're at least addressable. You know what needs to be done to address them. Mm-hmm. It's not like, what do we do to stop drunk driving? Well, I have an idea. Like, what do we do to stop suicides? Ban cars. <laughs> yeah. There's so many other things where they don't apply resources or where public attention, outcry, all this stuff doesn't. And this ha- this applies in all sorts of like. With fucking the, uh, uh, like the National Health Center when they were all focused on Ebola, which killed one person in this country. It was, I remember Ebola was huge, and they were addressing this stuff. They started the Ebola, they started buying all this Ebola equipment, and the, the National Institute of Health was all Ebola. Kind of like the anthrax scare comes yeah. to mind. Meanwhile, like like, I don't know how many people died of the flu this year. It was like a record number because the flu vaccine didn't work. But like thousands of people are dying from the flu, and one person died from Ebola. But when they were building that flu vaccine, everybody was focused on Ebola. So, yeah, and and right, and, we, and I understand the hysteria because, frankly, I was afraid of Ebola, and I've had the flu, and whatever. I, so people are irrational you. because they're they're more drawn to the sort of sensational thing, right? Yeah, which is the school shooting, but it's driven by. I don't mind. If, I mean, the kids are freaked out, the parents are freaked out. Obviously, it's the worst thing ever if you're at Parkland, Florida. But for a whole Nash, for a whole nation to be overtaken by a random act of violence, when, by the way, I do like to point to Chicago. There was a uh, Chicago Tribune bit reported that like 1,700 kids under the age of 17 
were shot, not necessarily care, but were shot between 2011 and 2016 in a five-year period. Like, that is a real chance. If you live there and you're 16, there's a real legitimate chance every day you leave your house you're going to get shot. Yeah, but we've decided not to care about those kids. And, by the, and that seems to be even more preventable than these random shootings because you know who's doing the shooting. And it's a very difficult problem to solve, but at least you know how it could be solved. Right. And, and yes, yeah, so I, I, and to your point, I also looked at the stats, and 13% of gun deaths in America are from rifles as opposed to handguns. So the Far more deadly very numbers. vast majority is handguns. Um, and way less than uh, 1% of murders are mass shootings. So I get why it would get more attention because it's, you know, it's crazy and weird. But you expect the adults to, like, then take a step back and then say, like, look, we're not going to shift 90% of our resources to stop school shootings when so many other kids are being killed by other things that we're not addressing. So that's, that's the thing that pisses me off is that we can't have, ever have rational discussions. And now, with, before social media age, it was a lot easier but now with the social media age, the digital age, you can get, you know, a girl from a survivor from Florida having four million Instagram followers and able to voice her opinion to way more people than thoughtful people are able to reach on the internet. So people that like you know, like me, that are writing things will be seen by a hundred people. She'll be heard by four million people, and the politicians have to cater to the people that have the bigger following, the bigger voice. And then all of a sudden, you have this whole thing wrapped up like like there's no other problems. It's not that we shouldn't try to stop school shootings. They were addressing that before. They should address it after. But, like, are you going to now decide, like, your policy, like, say, on gunning, uh, gun-toting teachers <laughs> based on this fact? I mean, the fact is school violence has dropped for the last 20 years straight to a point that it's diminished severely, and now you decide to start strapping teachers, like, with guns? That seems like a really horrible idea, unless you thought school shootings were happening all the time, which they're not. Yeah, yeah. Um Damn, Matt. Another thing I just thought of, so if you're in the inner city, and it's literally called the inner city because it's the inner part of the city, it's the most densely populated part of the city, right? So if you go I'm in, with you on that. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> if you go into a school on the south side of Chicago, you might uh, pop off a few rounds and then someone kills you. Maybe you kill two people. I don't, I don't even think that's happened. But if you look at Parkland, which is an affluent community, and the expanse, like when they showed the school, I yeah. was like, wow. How big it is? Yeah. yeah. There was like so much it's space. A campus. It's like, like a campus. You know, so obviously you're going to be able to take out a lot more people. Um, I do want to see, I do want to see, uh, without any kids getting killed, hopefully, one scenario where like 30 teachers in the school have guns and the guy comes with a gun and what actually happens. I wonder how many like innocent kids they would shoot. Versus oh, dude, I guarantee, like, motherfucker. <laughs> when I was in high school, we had teachers that were fucking weird, yeah. okay? Uh, granted, this was in Fairbanks, Alaska, but there were, I remember having a teacher that we were making fun of him, and then he freaked out and threw a trash can across the room, and then he, like, choked a kid. Oh, I love those teachers. Uh, it legitimately yeah. choked. Yeah, like, I see that. And uh, you're telling me you want that guy to have a gun? <laughs> yes. Are you fucking insane? Well, they're like... They're gonna, who's going to sell? Who? Which teachers are? Someone was arguing like, well, teachers, are the, the first grade English teacher, whatever, first grade teacher, she's not going to shoot anybody if they come in. They're not going to go. Someone said they're not going to go. John Wick, you know, all of a sudden become like you know Schwarzenegger in a movie when a bad guy walks in. I'm like, no. But if you think about the teachers that are going to self-select themselves into the gun-toting program, yeah, they're going to be super paranoid. Yes, they're going to be like, is that a gun? No, it's a popsicle. Okay, well, <laughs> fucking whatever. I'm, you know. Yes. 
I'm obsessed with the gun. They're, they're going to care more about the gun yes. than the fucking lesson. They're I guarantee you to, that. They're going to be the teacher who dreams at night about a school shooter coming to the school. Yeah. So they can be heroes and they're spraying them with bullets. Yes. They're going to yeah. be like two-handed like Bruce Willis and die with two gun, a gun in each hand like sliding down the hallway it floor. It sucks, <laughs> but that is absolutely going to happen. And they're going to shoot a bunch of girls like, <laughs> like a bunch of 14-year-old girls just like that. Who, hey, who's this guy coming in? Is he a terrorist? No. Uh... He's just not in this class. It's his free period. Like you know what I mean? It's gonna be so if you know, fully fucking complete paranoia. Like so I sent you that tweet from Alyssa Milano, who's an idiot, but she has three million or four million <laughs> followers. What was it? I don't know. She remember. wrote she wrote, I'm sitting here with my children or whatever and whatever. This thing, her audience is always ninety nine percent female. Uh, she wrote this thing saying, I'm sitting here with my children and I'm scared. I don't know how to keep them safe. Like how do I keep them safe? This is after Parkland. So, like, if you have that mentality... I don't understand the correlation. Why you're saying, like, I can't even send my kids to school without worrying that they're going to die, basically. Uh-huh. Like, I can't trust uh-huh. them, you know, these... And, like, but if you, if you follow that, then women go, like, oh, my God, me too. I don't, I can't, my, my kids are going to die when they go to school. If you felt like that, you might be prone to, on the right, at least, arm teachers, or on the left, I don't know, demand everybody turn over a weapon of any kind of rifle throughout the entire country. The Canadian hunters give up their rifles or some shit. But if you actually knew the stats and knew that, like, by the way, just so you know, your kid is safer at school now than ever before, you might come to a more moderate position that isn't complete overreaction. It's, this whole media hype and everything else is driven, it's just driven by the sensationalism of the coverage. And I, 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 God, I read this article recently about, like, in 1990s, in the early 90s, when all the kids, there were all these stories about kids being kidnapped and missing. Remember the guy who started that crime show? Remember his son in Florida was kidnapped, the five-year-old, Adam Waltz. Walsh? Walsh. America's Most Wanted? Yeah, so Adam Walsh was a boy who got kidnapped. His dad, John Walsh, started that TV show. Uh, uh, was it called America's Most Wanted? America's Most Wanted, yeah. A big show. And then cable news followed on, and his show was all about like, how kids are, stories about kids that are missing. And then, Mer- then Nancy Grace came along cable news and all this stuff with stories highlighting like, missing ki- kidnapped kids, like the early 90s. And they had huge ratings. And there's a study that how parents were affected by this is they all started to believe that their kids were going to be kidnapped, mm. at, kidnapped, you know, way, wherever it was. And the parents became, started becoming hypervigilant and really protective of their kids. And that's when they stopped letting their kids play outside, made them play inside, started making all these decisions about their lives that kept the kids off outdoor activities or street activities and things like that. Helicopter, parents, helicopter parenting began then. And I would argue that millions of kids' lives were ruined. <laughs> Young kids' lives were ruined. Because they weren't allowed to go to the park by themselves anymore. Which, ironically, probably created some of these mass shooters, at least in part. Oh, for sure it did. Because uh, they didn't have any healthy expression to, you know, get in a friendly slap yeah. boxing match. Or and whatever. they were actually, like, it led to, like, childhood obesity. It led to all sorts of, like, ill effects because a whole generation of parents were convinced that their kids were going to be kidnapped because they were watching all this hype on TV about how common it was. When statistically, it was... It wasn't any more common then than it was any time before, which was almost never. Like, literally, a stranger kidnapping almost never happens. Yeah. Uh, and so there is real consequences to, like, falsifying the facts and sensationalizing shit. I know it gets good ratings, and they want to be on the right side of this, and politicians will jump on anything. But there are really negative, ill societal effects from, like, operating from Alyssa Milano tweets versus actual, like, Justice Department, <laughs> Justice Department stats on things. Yeah, uh, it's it's that's my panties on a bunch. I'm pissed. I'm I mean, angry. you know what I was thinking about, which is, and you know, we're ending the show. It doesn't have to be a, a long conversation, but the the basic uh, philosophy of gun owners is 
you know, we need to arm ourselves against the government should the government decide to take over. And I think that's actually a pretty well-founded thought. Wow, so, Matt, they're very uh, Republican of you. No, it's not Republican at all. Uh, it's uh, it's just a, a I agree with reasonable... You. I agree with you in theory, although I don't know there's ever been any practice where the guys with guns have stopped the Well, government. you wouldn't be able to do anything no. anyway, but no. I'm saying at least, like, it makes some kind of sense. But then the same people who are, like, kind of like... Uh, neo-lefty just uh you know pussies are like uh, we need to get rid of all the guns but then at the same time they're like trump's a dictator so i'm like well which yes. is it motherfuckers yes. like explain to me the gap in that fucking logic nobody people have here's a, here's the only thing i know about guns they're never going away i feel like the same way about guns they do abortion or things like that these are issues that people hotly contest for decade after decade but shit people want never goes away people want their abortions they're never i don't care i remember i remember Back to the Reagan years, and Reagan convinced everyone he was going to get rid of abortion, yeah. and they just went up by like double. <laughs> just women started just aborting kids, just in his face, in your face, Reagan. Yeah, just fucking killed, killed my <laughs> fetus in your face. It's, we have more abortions like than ever before. So we're gonna have, we're gonna have three hundred million guns in this country. After gun control, we're gonna have four hundred million. Yeah, it's not going anywhere. No, it's not going anywhere. Uh, Brian, you have something you wish to pimp and promote of yourself? Not a lot going on, really. Oh come wow. on! Wow, wow! <laughs> Can you lie and make something up? <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm going right from this to L.A. Valley College softball. To Whoa, the, uh, that's not enough. That's dude. something. That's not nothing. Uh, uh, actually, this weekend I'm working the uh, the Western Collegiate Roller Hockey Association's regional tournaments in Corona. Okay, that'll be. Fun. That's good. Hey, Taylor Swift started playing guitar for her family. Oh, nice. That's how she started out. Just there remember that. Yeah. Now she now she packs in forty thousand <laughs> collegiate roller hockey. Yeah, it's a thing. It's co-ed, actually, because it's not in checking. So, um, And they guess they don't have enough people to have an entire women's league. So. Co-ed collegiate roller hockey? Yeah. I'm down with that. Any uh, fights? You get any fights? Uh, occasionally. Really? Yeah, that's not allowed, but it happens. Awesome. Matt? <laughs> <laughs> I was just picturing a, a fight, like a dude beating the crap out of a chick, like in roller hockey. Oh, man. It's got to be collegiate, though. You want amateur. You don't want to watch a pro ranks. They don't care right. about the sport as much. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'll be at uh, Laser Cat. It's this new bar, and Brian's got to join in on this because it sounds like he doesn't have much uh, going on anyway. Um, Co-ed intercollegiate roller hockey? But we're doing it every Tuesday, and it, uh, we did the first one last Tuesday, and it was trying to find the address here. Cause it's, Laser uh, Cat. Yeah, my buddy owns the um, bar. It's right on the Sunset Strip. Nice. Uh, sounds fancy. 8264 West Sunset. Uh, you know, right... Um, Near uh, uh, Pink Taco and all that shit. Yes. Oh, anyway, okay. it, it seemed like a pretty solid, uh, like it, it should become a, a really solid night, so you guys will have to join in. Absolutely. Tuesdays at Laser Cat. Every, yeah, every Tuesday. I like the I'll, name I'll of the place, there. i got to say. And I have some other shit going on, but I'm done with that. Uh, I mean, I don't want to keep talking. Um, <laughs> Laser, Cat, Laser Cat would be my lesbian porn name. Well, he names all the, all the bars, uh, it seems like a, an adjective and then a... An animal, so yes. like surly goat is one. Oh, okay, same guy. Dirty monkey. I like that um, idea. Probably some other ones. Laser cat seems to really be an awful name for a place. It's good for Sunset Strip, I think. It could catch on. I don't yes. know. When roller hockey comes back, uh, I have nothing to sell. I'm not doing anything. I want to be just last man of the podcast. This is Lex. Talk to you next week. Oh, Rocco's. I want to think Rocco's. Hell yeah, Rocco's. Fantastic. They added seven more TVs. I think last time we were here. 
Everybody gets their own TV now. I think this podcast would be 30% better if I couldn't stop looking at all the TVs. There's a lot. There's a lot. Of, everybody who comes to Rocco gets their own big screen. That's the rule. Eyes of Lex. Talk to you next week. Last Minute Earth.